0: Every day, anxieties, sin, worries, and fears cloud our vision. They consume us. They rob us of our ability to see clearly, our ability to live. But what if we don't have to live this way? What if we were meant to experience life? To live lives full of color, joy, peace, and vitality. Awesome. So we're talking on this theme of joy for these next few weeks here. It's a theme that Matthew, not Matthew, Josh, Kicked off for us excellently last week. It was the first time preaching here. Pretty good job, huh? Yeah. Very fantastic. It fantastic. So tell Josh later. He'll, he's coming back up later. But it's an odd thing to cover the topic of joy in the letter to the church in Philippi, Philippians. Because Paul is writing it for the most unjoyful place you can imagine. He's in prison. He's in prison in Rome, writing for the church in Philippi, which is a town in modern-day Greece. Around, he writes around 62 A.D., and he writes about joy. And so in our text for today, he, uh, he starts off the letter, he has a brief introduction, and then he has a prayer. So we're talking about that prayer and how he relates to joy today. It says this, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all of God's holy people in Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and the deacons. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Be confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way. About all of you, since I have you in my heart, and whether I am in chains or defending and conferring the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. And God can testify how I long for all of you with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be all so that you may be able to discern what is best, and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. Amen? Amen. 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 It's a great prayer. And as I was reading it, I realized that that Paul prays differently than I do. And so what I want to do today is take some time comparing the ways that, that I often pray and the way that Paul prays in our text for today. So Nick's going to hit the next slide here because my clicker's broken. Again. We're going to pray for this later. When I pray, I often pray for my kids. I imagine you do too. You pray for your kids or for those people that are in your care, the people that you watch over. And when I pray for those folks, my prayer often begins with safety. Lord God, keep them Safe. So uh, as many of you know, I sent two kids off to college Emily's been a junior, she's been doing this for a couple years She's okay, I sent David off the first week of school He gets stunned by a stingray at the beach Did not tell his friends They were out surfing, he didn't want to bother them So he sat in the car while it just got worse and worse and worse for an hour And someone said to me, goes, oh, yeah, that's the same animal that killed the animal expert, Steve Irwin. I'm like, great, thank you for sharing that with me. I feel so (laughs) better. A few weeks after that, uh, I'm talking to uh, my daughter, Emma, and she says, oh, yeah, David said he went cliff jumping. I went, really? He did not tell us that. I talked to my cousin who grew up in the same area. He goes, oh yeah, I jumped off those cliffs. You've got to be real careful because you've got to wait till the waves come in. Because if you jump and the waves are going out, yeah, you could really hurt yourself. <laughs> so I pray for safety for my kids. Maybe you can as well. <laughs> That'd be great. But I also pray for success for them. I pray that they'll, be success, that they'll achieve uh, what they set out to do. That God's given them great gifts and they'll use those gifts to the fullest ability and they'll, they'll be, you know, they'll, they'll set some goals and make those goals. That they'll be successful. I pray that for my kids. I really do. Maybe you pray the same thing for the people in your care. And Paul prays differently. He prays for service and he prays for sanctification. It says this in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you, that Jesus Christ who began a good work in you will bring it to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I pray for health and success, and Paul prays for service. He cares a lot about this church in Philippi. You're not supposed to have favorites when you have kids. But when you read the letters of Paul, Philippi was, they were one of his favorites. Right? The church in Corinth, they had major, they had problems. It was like church gone wild in Corinth, right? But Philippi was a good church. And Paul prays for them. And while he's stuck in prison, he says, I pray that you might be able to serve. That you might live Sacrificially. And he says, I pray for sanctification, which is a big word. He says it this in Philippians chapter 1, verse 9. It says this, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Glory and praise of God. He prays for sanctification. It's a big word, it's a $10 word, but it means essentially this. He prays that they might be holy, he prays that they might be set apart for God's purposes and for God's glory. And Paul doesn't write to a b- bunch of pastors. He doesn't write to a group of people who have lots of time on their hands to say, I'm going to be a person set apart. He writes to, to laborers and craftsmen and people in retail. He writes to people, as we know from the early Christian church, who are often very poor and were struggling just to get the meal for the next day. And he says, I pray that you might live your lives in such a way that you would be set apart. So I want to ask you, what would it mean in your life that you began every day praying, Lord God, how can you use me today? How can I be set apart for your purposes today? Paul continues his prayer. Again, it's it's way different from when I pray. So when I pray for myself, I often pray for my health. Do you do that too? I got some health issues going on. I went and saw my doctor. I'm like, man, I I go to a doctor, and I'm like, hey, doc. I go for a run, and I can't, I'm short of breath. Like, all the time. The doctor says, how old are you? I said, 45. The doctor says, welcome to your 40s. (laughs) I don't see him anymore. But when I pray for myself, I often pray for health stuff. Lord, keep me healthy, uh, heal this disease, whatever it might be. And then I pray for security, too. It's often before a long trip I'll say, Lord God, keep me safe. These past couple weeks I've been on some flights and I don't like to fly. Anyone here hate to fly? I hate to fly. I don't. If you can give me a choice of like a five-hour flight or a ten-hour drive, I'll take a drive every single time, right? So I pray for a good flight. For good connections, that I won't be held up in Dallas overnight. <laughs> Just hypothetically speaking. <laughs> Pray for safety, health, and security. And Paul, Paul prays differently. See, when Paul prays for himself, he says this in Philippians 1 verse 18. What does it matter? The most important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. For I know that through your prayers and God's provision in the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. I eagerly expect and hope that I will in no way be ashamed, but will have sufficient courage so that now, as always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. Paul prays for himself that he might honor Jesus. He's stuck in prison. And prison back then is worse than prison today. They didn't even feed you back then. You had to rely on friends to bring food for you. It was bad. And if anyone had a reason to pray for their own health and for their own security, it's Paul. And he doesn't. Instead he prays, Lord God, when I'm in this jail cell, may I honor you with my life or my death. Because Paul had the key to get out of jail. He was a Roman citizen. And all he had to do was to promise that he would not talk about Jesus Christ anymore, that he would not preach Christ and him crucified. All he had to do was promise to sign what was called a labellius. And the was like a form saying uh, that you honored and that you worshiped Caesar, that Caesar is Lord. You might have to pour out a little drink offering for Caesar and then you were free. You could go. And Paul said, I won't do it. I won't compromise. That by my life or my death, I might honor Jesus. I pray for security. Paul prays for insecurity. He prays for the exact opposite. It's absolutely amazing, and this is what I've seen. So many times, when I pray, my main goal is happiness, and when Paul prays, his main goal is joy. Paul will rejoice. He'll rejoice in freedom, and he'll rejoice in imprisonment. He'll rejoice in prison, and he'll, be, he'll be, he will rejoice in chains. That's the question, isn't it? When you come upon hard stuff and tough stuff in life, where is joy? The joy that gets you through it. Paul has it, had it, in the worst of times. In our text for today, he doesn't tell us why. But he says this later on, both in Philippians and other his letters. That he is so overjoyed by Jesus' redemption in his life. That he is so full of the power of God shown in him through God's grace to Paul. And Paul lives in that. Paul says he, he prays that the people might know the power of the resurrection. And what that means is living your life in such a way that you're never afraid about your future. That your final days are covered and taken care of. And that your last day will be a joy of victory and resurrection. And that because of Jesus' grace for you and his incredible love for you, you don't have to feel for your, fear for your last day or for tomorrow. Because Jesus Christ died and rose for you. Because he loves you. Because the creator of the universe broke down through your lies and your barriers and your sin so that nothing could keep you apart. And Paul lives in that. And so some of you are here thinking after this message, I pray so wrong. I'm so horrible my prayer life. Don't think that. Jesus invites you to pray for daily bread. And daily bread includes all that stuff in the left column for health and and safety and for those underneath your care. It's all good stuff. Keep praying for that stuff. But my point is this. It's not that we pray wrong, but sometimes we pray small. Jesus Christ, God in the flesh, gave up everything for you and says, pray. Pray big. Pray big. Pray prayers like, Lord God, please give me daily bread. Watch over my crazy kids. Those are good prayers. But then also pray, Lord God, may I live my life in such a way that I honor you (laughs) each and every day of my life. May I live my life in such a way that I have no fear for my last day and I have no fear for tomorrow. May may I live my life in such a way that my actions and my decisions aren't based out of fear or insecurity or hopelessness, but rather, Lord God, based in you and based in your life and based in hope and security and certainty about my future. Lord Jesus. Paul says to the church in Philippi, may I know you. May that impact me every single day. Let's pray. Lord God, Lord, we, we ask that you watch over us. Lord, we ask that you keep us in your care. Lord, we ask that you would provide daily bread. Lord, we lift up those who are underneath our care. We ask that you would watch over them. But Lord, we ask this as well. That we might know your joy. That we might know your joy (laughs) because you love us. Lord, we might be driven by love and moved by your grace. Lord, that we, we might wake up every day knowing our call, our calling, knowing your calling in our lives, Lord God, even if that means waking up in a prison cell. Lord God, we ask that you might reveal to us and, and every day, Lord God, how you might use us to. risk, that we be bold, that we might say words of truth and words of love, that we might confess our sin to those around us and ask for forgiveness, that we might know humility, Powerfully, Lord, that we might reach out to forgive those around us. That we might have a kind word for that horrible customer. <laughs> that we might have serving hands for our communities.